It's a day of good threads. Plus, there are multiple major championships going on right now. And you're going to hear from some huge names in the world of golf. It's all coming up on the Fairways of Life show. We are digital radio and television worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. First of all, Thank you to the LPGA. Thank you to Michelle Wee for the really cool hoodie that I'm wearing today. The LPGA wants the game of golf to represent the rich diversity of the world, and they're doing it through multiple initiatives, including this initiative. With this hoodie, you can pick up a copy of your own that benefits multiple uh, efforts, including the Renee Powell Foundation and the Clearview Legacy Foundation. All you have to do is go to LPGA proshop.com and you can get yours helping the cause and helping to spread the word of diversity in the game. All right, let's talk about spreading the word. First of all, there is a major going on in France at the Avion. Uh, Nelly Corda spoke prior to it on a number of different things, including her new elevated status, one in which she rightfully earned. Um, I don't think it changes my game. No, it's definitely cool. Um, it's a cool feeling, you know, I'm very proud of it, but at the end of the day, you know, as Je- Jess kind of said it last week in an interview we did, she was like, oh, yeah, like everyone's now coming after her. So in a sense, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of right. But it's a new week, and every week, you know, I, I go into a tournament with the same mindset. It doesn't matter about the ranking. This is our fourth year working together and he's like everything he's obviously caddy he's like a big brother psychologist sometimes <laughs> um but uh, also my biggest supporter and he's always in my corner and I'm super grateful for him definitely I feel like the more you play out here the more you kind of learn about the bounces and where to hit it and whatnot what ho- part of the hole to be on on the greens um so I feel like you know we're we, we're constantly both learning uh, last year was or two years ago was my best finish but I definitely, you know, a big goal is to contend in these tournaments. So just kind of trying to figure it out a little bit more each year helps. You know, you can hit good shots and you get a really bad bounce and you're just in an impossible position. You can hit a bad shot and, you know, it trickles up there and you sink it for birdie. So it's more of just like a mental aspect and also just knowing where to miss. Yeah, I mean, it would be a huge accomplishment. It would be really special. I think, you know... We're at the point that even winning a major is growing the game. Playing just a regular tournament is obviously growing the game, but there's nothing like the Olympics. It's every four years. Um, it's a huge honor even to just be an Olympian. So I feel like anytime you're on that kind of stage and have a chance to grow the game of golf is really special. But just the experience, um, repping red, white, and blue is going to be a lot of fun and um to call each other Olympians. I mean, only the females in the Corda household will be Olympians, so that'll be cool. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right, leaderboard underway as we speak, as we promised to you, at the Avion Championship. There are now two tied for the lead on the mark of six under par. Uh, Yolimi No and Paraji Ananakurakarn. How did I do with that? Was I close to it, Tom? Tom's laughing at me. No, that, that, that is terribly incorrect. And I'll be honest, I think the only member of our team that can do it correctly 
with respect is our our man. You Andrew. say it, Andrew. What Andrew, is why don't you turn your mic on? Turn your mic turn on. Turn your mic on and, and say it correctly. Ananarukarn, he said, is the correct Ananarukarn. pronunciation. That's six under par. All right, four under par. Huju Kim, uh, Aria Jutanagarn are on that market. Three under par. It's a larger group. It includes Lydia Ko. Maria Fassi is amongst that grouping there. Uh, two under par. We find Austin Ernst and Brooks Henderson amongst that group. Abrante Law is in that as well, uh, Cheyenne Knight, Sophia Popoff uh, ends it at one under par, which is ties for 22nd. You can see these groupings are pretty large because many of these scores are final. The one I'm about to give you, uh, Marina Alex, is final at one under par. So too, Angela Stanford, Allison Lee, Jennifer Song, uh, they're all at one under par. Inji Chun is one under, but she's only five holes into her round. Uh, Minji Lee is one under. She's four holes into a round. Carolyn Masson is one under through four. Inji Park is one under through three. Uh, Christina Kim is done. She posted a level par score today. So too did Azahara Munoz, Anna Nordquist, Amy Yang. I'm just cruising through this leaderboard to, to, to pick out some names here and let you know what's going on. Uh, Georgia Hall is... Level part through four. Charlie Hull, even through two. Amy Olson, after two. That's tied for 36. So a look quickly at what's going on at the Avion Championship. The Senior Open is underway at Sunningdale as we speak. Uh, three are tied atop the leaderboard. Uh, Ricardo Gonzalez, Stephen Dodd, and wait for it, with still one hole to go in his round, four under par. He's reached the top of the leaderboard. Bernhard Langer is tied for the lead at four under. How cool is that? A one shot behind at three under par. Jerry Kelly is posted for today. Jose Conceres is three under par. West Short Jr. is three under par. Conceres and West Short uh, Jr. are through 15 and 12 holes, respectively. Groupings at two under par, representing a tie for seventh. Peter Wilson. Matt Gogol, all two under par. Those guys are done for the day. Tom Lehman has reached two under par. He still has the 18th hole to go. Jim Furyk is two under and two shots back. He still has one more hole to go in his round. Peter Fowler is two under, but he's only two holes into his round. Our friend uh, Paul Eels is on the golf course. I'll find him on this leaderboard before we wrap up. He's, He's out there. Paul McGinley is one under. Uh, He's done now for the day. So, too, is Paul Broadhurst. Miguel Angel Martin, one under through 14. They fooled me with that because I read the first two names and thought we were going. Jeff Sluman is even par through 16. So, too, is Woody Austin, Scott Perrell, Tom Pernice Jr. This group is huge on here. Woody Austin still has two holes left. Sluman has two holes left. Perrell has two holes left. Tom Pernice Jr. has five holes left in his round. Tim Petrovic is even par through four. Ian Woosnam just started. I wonder if he's playing with, with Eelsie. We'll see. But, he, but he's, he parred his first hole of the day. Thomas Bjorn parred his first hole of the day. Rich Beam ah, finished at one over. He, had a to, to, he was one under par for a long time today, but he ended up finishing one over. It's a tie for 52nd right now. Saw a lot of Rich last week. We, for whatever reason, we were assigned to the same group, so we were out there together a lot. Just cruising through this leaderboard again, just like I did uh, for the LPGA. 
Uh, Ken Duke is four over through 11. Colin Montgomery, oh, Paul hasn't teed off yet. I lied to you guys. Colin Montgomery, uh, Paul Laurie, Miguel Angel Jimenez, Ernie Els are all waiting to tee off. So too, Darren Clark, Roger Chapman, uh, Philip Price. I mentioned he's a good guy. I worked with him years ago at uh, the Ryder Cup at Celtic Manor. He's from Wales, and his claim to fame was that he beat Phil in singles in a Ryder Cup, and they still talk about it all the time. All right, Eelsie going off at 1340. So we've got a little ways to wait for him. I'm just looking to see what other names. Thomas LeVay hasn't teed off yet. Paul Stankowski is, is playing. He tees off at uh, local time, 230. So updating what's going on at the Senior Open as well. Uh, the, the PGA Tour is underway at the 3M Open. Uh, where we stand right now is that Rafael Cabrera Bayo. Uh, let's see. It's actually there's it's changing as we speak here. So now we have uh, Cabrera Bayo, Spawn, and Rogers all tied for the lead at one under par. A bunch of scores at level par, and that generally means it's because people are just getting started. There's two scores posted at level par. Uh, Peter Malnati and looks like uh, Blom another Stallings. They're popping up here because what's happening is people are completing that first hole. So it's very early on on the, on the PGA Tour for a leaderboard update there too. But so we have. As to that 3M Open, Dustin Johnson uh, spoke to the media yesterday. He spoke to what he has seen of the golf course so far. But what I thought was really interesting was him talking about things that he has learned from hanging out with the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, the, the golf course is good. I, I really liked it last year. Obviously, I ended up only playing one round, but um, it was, you know, it's a golf course that, that I felt like it, it fit my game pretty well. I enjoyed playing it. Um, yeah, so and it, it kind of worked in the schedule for me this year. Just, you know, I needed to add another event, and, you know, this one worked out. Yeah, I'm starting to see, you know, things are starting to turn around a little bit. I felt like, you know, haven't haven't had a great season so far, but... Um, you know, I feel like the game is starting to come back into form. I'm starting to see a lot more consistency with the game. Um, you know, starting to play a little bit better other than, you know, last week, you know, had a little seven hole stretch there in the, in the third round where I, you know, just made a lot of easy bogeys, just, you know, just hit the ball in some, the wrong, wrong spots. But other than that, I felt like I played really solid all, all week and, you know, played pretty well. Uh, you know, other than those few holes. But, um, yeah, I'm pleased with where the game's at and pleased with, you know, the stuff that I'm seeing so far. I mean, you know, obviously anytime you, you get to spend a lot of time with, you know, you know, the greatest player, you know, he's the greatest hockey player to ever play sport and, you know, and will be for, you know, forever. I don't think anyone will ever come close to, to being as good as he was and dominating as much as he did. But, you know, anytime you get to spend time with them, you know, listen to, you know, the way they did things and how he still does things now, um, you know, it definitely helps. And, you know, anytime I can, you know, learn, even if it's a little thing from him, obviously I'm always listening when he's talking just because he's, you know, I mean, he is, he's the GOAT. So, um, you know, I'm just fortunate enough I get to spend a lot of time with him. Yeah, just just the way he goes about things, you know, and then listen to the stories of how hard he used to work. You know, he, he he worked harder than everyone else, and 
you know, obviously he still he had a lot of talent and all that, but but he put in the work. And you know, just because you have the talent doesn't mean you're going to be good unless you know you you put in the work and and you work as hard, if not harder, than everyone else. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I feel like you know, over the past you know five or six years, I've definitely kind of stepped up. You know, my the way I go about things and you know how I work and you know train on and off the golf course. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely been an influence, and it's definitely helped. How cool is that? With some comments from DJ about the, you know, you, I, I've always said it to you that when when you're around people that have accomplished great things, it's amazing to me how much wisdom you can pick up just when they're like casually talking. So it's cool to see that DJ is benefiting from being around Wayne Gretzky in his life. Now you heard me mention Bernhard Langer, who has clawed his way to the top of the leaderboard, sharing the lead at the Senior Open. It's amazing. So he spoke heading in about being back at Sunningdale and, and the fact that, that Bernhard Langer is a, a four-time winner of this event and the fact that he is, you know, with COVID and all the rest, he is back at the Senior Open. Well, it's fantastic to be back. I mean, we were very fortunate on the PGA Tour Champions in America. We got back pretty quickly and been playing full-time ever since, but it's... Uh, it's wonderful to be uh, here again, and it feels weird to be defending a title when it was two years ago, but it just shows what a crazy year and a half we've been through. Oh, it's one of the best uh, accolades you can have, I, I think, so I'm very happy and proud of that achievement and on, on some wonderful golf courses as well. Uh, so uh, really thrilled, you know, especially I've never won the Open Championship, which was always my my dream as a European player, everybody wants to win the only major we have, uh, the Open, and so I came close, never done that, but uh, was able to win this championship four times, and hopefully there's one or two more left in me. Absolutely, it's one of the greatest you know, courses you have in this country, I think, uh, and it's withstood the test of time. I was paired with Gary Player today in the Pro-Am, and he's you know, telling me stories about this place from 60 years ago, and I've been coming here 40 years ago, and the place really hasn't changed dramatically, you know, but even that tree we're kind of standing under, you know, he remembered this being 65 years ago. He saw that tree for the first time, and it's still in in full choose and doing well, and, uh, and so is the golf course. You know, the clubhouse hasn't changed dramatically. The golf course hasn't changed at all, and it's been good all through these years and it's still good you know so I played uh, today and yesterday and I'm hitting a lot of four five six irons into these par fours so it's by no means a chip and putt golf course yeah but dude you're tied for the lead at four under par right now it's 72 years old ish let me ask you a question does your back hurt how about your knees probably there's no way you're getting enough sleep come on Pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people, and as many as 35% of all golfers suffer from pain every round that they play. Now you can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company that is here to help you manage and alleviate pain naturally, drawing upon the expertise of over 1,000 medical professionals. They have developed a formula that safely extracts CBD oil from the hemp plant and utilizes it in all of its healing properties to help you 
Their hemp oil is lab-based, vegan, GMO-free, and it's made in the USA and organically sourced. They have a relief cream. It's natural anti-inflammatory. It offers crazy fast relief and will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. That's not all. They have gummies, sleep aids, and much more. If you're experiencing pain on a daily basis or need some extra sleep, do yourself a favor. Change your life. All you need to do is head over to biofit360.com. Feel better, do better, and you can be better. Your game will be better with PXG's new Gen 4 clubs. They're the most advanced, best-performing clubs that they've ever made. They're packed with new technologies, aluminum vapor technology, precision weighting technology, X-Core technology, more Gen 4s, irons, drivers, fairways, and hybrids deliver incredible ball speed, distance control, sound, and feel. Visit pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. We still have a ton coming up for you today. Let me Tease you with this. Miguel and Hal Jimenez, no? Colin Montgomery, Ernie Els, all in the wings, and one Ricky Fowler. But before we get to that, we're going to talk to another golf Olympian and one of the most important voices in the game of golf. Again, thank you to the LPGA for providing me with the really cool threads today. Uh, You can get a copy of your own hoodie. The goal of the LPGA is to have the game of golf represent the rich diversity of the world. There are multiple efforts that they're making towards that end. It includes this promotion and to support two foundations, the LPGA Renee Powell Fund and the Clearview Legacy Foundation. Just head over to lpgaproshop.com for more information, how you can help and how you can get this cool hoodie. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit French Lick TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made superior product, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. 
Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday as golf is underway all over the world. Rafael Cabrera Bayo has birdied uh, the second hole, so he's two for two. He's reached a two under par and alone atop the leaderboard at the 3M Open on the PGA Tour. I'll give you updates on what's going on on the Senior Open and the Avion, two majors that are happening. I see Ricardo Gonzalez and Bernhard Langer are down to two now who are leading at four. Bernhard Langer, you heard me correctly, is leading the Senior Open as we speak. His score is posted in the clubhouse. Uh, Jerry Kelly has finished his round at 18 under par as well. And I'll continue to update these leaderboards as we go. Uh, Greg McLaughlin is the CEO of the World Golf Foundation and First Tee. And we love catching up with Greg on a number of different fronts. Uh, multiple times throughout the year at that. Today, we want to talk to him about a a number of initiatives, including what's going on generally in the game of golf, but also with what the First Tee is doing, the World Golf Foundation are doing in terms of reaching underrepresented groups in the game of golf and their new Game Changers Academy initiative. Greg, how are you? Doing well, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I appreciate you joining us. I, I can see you're probably on the road someplace today. So let's jump right into this. What is the Game Changers Academy? What's, what are the objectives? So uh, we created an event really honoring uh, Joe Louis Barrow Jr., my predecessor and the really founding chief executive of, of the First Tee. And, and it's a, a gathering of 48 of our young people. And, and we chose Philadelphia, which is a really a wonderful community for us, as well as uh, tremendous First Tee chapters. But it's a five-day academy that really provides a platform for our teens to engage in really critical conversations around issues that focus on identity, racism, equity, and, and empathy. And really after the tragedy you know, that happened last year in our country, you know, although the first tees had a tremendous uh, focus on uh, diversity and serving underserved kids, you know, we thought we needed to do more. So we created this academy 
Uh, it's being facilitated by an organization called Rise, which is a national nonprofit and leader in sports community that champions social justice and work to improve really race relations with you know young people. So uh, it's here in Philadelphia where I am, and, and uh, we've been uh, enjoying the interaction that our 48 young people have had, 16, 17, and 18 year olds, and and it's really a, a first event of its kind, and we're really excited about the potential future of what this is going to bring. When you talk about the potential future, Greg, how much is the objective that the kids that are exposed to this basically become evangelical to, to spread the message back to their own communities? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, I, when I told the kids the other night, uh, I mean, look at my generation. I mean, there's been some change and I hope there'll continue to be change in my lifetime. But, you know, it's really these kids that are going to have the biggest impact, I think, on really uh, eliminating racism and and having uh, our society, you know, more appreciate diversity, you know, which is I think the key to this. And uh, and again, we have a great cross section of young people, and I think that uh, the conversations that they're having and and really the dialogue from the people and the guests that are uh, sharing their stories, which um, I, I think it's pretty cool. And again, there's certainly no better place to have it than in Philadelphia. And, and again, hosted by our, our great first tee chapter of Greater Philadelphia. Obviously, this is uh, the Game Changers Academy is an investment in the future because of its its deep ramifications that it can have in a lot of different ways. Uh, I'm I'm curious if part of the objective as well, Greg, is to take a program such as this and to eventually expand it into all of the pro, all of your your branches throughout. Uh, the country. What, what are the future objectives, if I may, with the Game Changers Academy? Well, I mean, as part of our curriculum, you know, we've always had a, a module that talks about, you know, appreciating diversity. You know, one of the challenges that kind of appreciate uh, that existed previously is that it, it only reached about 10 percent of our kids after they reached a certain level. So we've modified our curriculum. We're in the process of modifying it. So we're going to be able to communicate really to everybody that comes into the program, um, discussions around just that, appreciating diversity. And, and I would say, you know, I mean, the first T has had a, a really a tremendous impact on uh, supporting uh, underserved communities. I mean, currently right now we're at, you know, 52% non-Caucasian uh, of young people that enter our program and, and 39% gender diverse. And, you know, we're continuing to work on, on growing those numbers, but we're really proud of, of that. Uh, I think it's, it's really a model, certainly in the golf industry and, and a lot of youth programs. So I, I would say around the country, I mean, our chapters are already doing a great job, but I think they're committed probably to increase and, and continue to do more. It's awesome. Uh, uh, Greg is the CEO of the World Golf Foundation and First Tee. So to that point of you use the, the phrase of doing more. And I want to please encourage everyone to visit firsttee.org so you can get more information. Let's talk about some of the priorities of the First Tee so people can understand the way that you're serving your very communities and changing lives. Uh, DE and I, I mean, you talk again, all these different things, the refreshing, the, di the digital uh, curriculum programs that you have, your first college scholarship programs, the leadership summit in partner with the PGA Tour Superstore that you guys kicked off, all of these things. And I'm just touching like on the tip of the iceberg. So you take us down the road where you would like. No, right? you, all you of them hit interest. on them. Um, you know, in 2019, we, we created a new 501c3 and, 
and moved the uh, the first tee under really the PGA Tour, which, as everybody knows, Tim Fincham started it, and now Jay Monahan, Commissioner Monahan, has been carrying that you know banner going forward for us. Uh, and we, you know, the new five hundred one c three is the PGA Tour First Tee Foundation. So a greater and closer collaboration with you know the PGA Tour has really been a tremendous lift for us. But you hit the nail on the head. I mean, our priorities. You know, the DEI efforts, which we talked about in this Game Changer Academy, is one. You know, we've, we've really tried to add a, a significant investment. You know, we'll probably be investing $15 million really in, in our technology in order to be able to reach more, more young people and, and, and parents, because parents are typically the ones that are connecting the kids to our program. And then we've got a, a massive school program. So we're providing, you know, professional development for teachers, really, because they deliver the program to the more than 11,000 schools that we've been in since, you know, 2000. Uh, we launched a scholarship program in 2019, so we just picked our second class of 12 kids. We have 21, and uh, they're going anywhere from Harvard to Yale to Dartmouth to Georgetown to Duke. Uh, so we've got really some tremendous young people that have all come through the program. And then uh, you touched a little bit, you know, Arthur Blank and, and PGA Tour Superstores has been really a great, great partner of ours for many years and he's hosting a, a leadership academy um, up in a West, Creek, West Creek Ranch in Montana, uh, and that'll be in August. And again, helping young people, you know, learn more about leadership. And actually, we have Michael Vick which this year, which is one of our keynote speakers. So I'm interested to hear, you know, um, his story and, and really a tremendous career that he said really both on and off the, the football field. Greg, it's I mean, it's probably a celebration of the obvious, but, but because we're feeling like we're coming out of the, of the, the tightest grip of COVID. I assume that it was a challenge for you guys at the first tee. How did you react to all of it? Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope your words are correct. Right. You know, now it's the Delta variant, right? I mean, are we hearing enough about that? You know? So uh, yeah, I would tell you that 2019 was the best year in the history of the, uh, of the first tee, as far as young people being reached. And then we probably hit about, about half the numbers in 2020, which was, you know, really still surprising because, you know, we have places like New York and California that, I mean, literally were almost, you know, sheltered the, the entire year. Um, and then most of our programs were just limited almost to half, you know, um, uh, mentor to, to young persons um, ratio, which I think created a little bit of a challenge. And then this year, you know, at least as of now, you know, our numbers are, are trending back to the 2019 numbers. The school program, you know, has really been impacted dramatically because, you know, kids haven't been in school. I mean, there's some kids that haven't been in school, like in LA Unified, since uh, I think February or March of 2020, still haven't been in school. So, you know, those numbers obviously I think are, are really down, but our general, you know, our 150 chapters are able to deliver programs. And I would say, you know, probably in a 90% you know, deliverable right now. I mean, we're just hoping that it's going to sustain itself. But I mean, I'm sure you saw in LA County uh, earlier this week, they, you know, brought back, you know, the mask mandate. So we're, we're not sure, you know, ultimately where this is going to go. But um, but I think our, our chapters are at least better prepared uh, now than maybe they were in, in early 2020 on how to deal with it. Very cool stuff, Greg. Firsttea.org, folks, is where you can get more information on everything and anything that you've heard from Greg today, including those 150 chapters spread from coast to coast. In fact, uh, Dom's little boy, Orion, is part of the First Tea up 
where they did as well. Yeah. Uh, we, awesome. It is awesome. You were talking about some numbers, and I wanted to go through some numbers at, at golf at large because they're they're stunningly impressive, and I love the opportunity that we have as a platform to celebrate them because I think they deserve the same. Rounds are up 33.6% year-to-date, May over 2020, and 20% compared to a th- three-year average for the same period, 2017 to 2019. So it was easier for people to understand last year that it was a healthy way to get out, enjoy yourself, get some fresh air, some companionship, uh, some exercise. But as the world is opening up again, particularly in the United States, golf is continuing to just be incredibly strong. To what, Greg, would you account that? Well, I think that last year, I mean, people found golf as, as a safe respite and a place to be able to go out and, and, and enjoy themselves. And, you know, the, the, ter- the overused term of a socially distant manner, right? You know, and that I think was really the saving grace. And I think the stickiness has uh, continued forward. I mean, you know, the core golfer, is going to be there and they're going to continue to play and and maybe they're playing you know more rounds because they're not you know going to scotland or ireland or you know traveling you know uh, to the far east for a you know a, a vacation either a golfing vacation or just a, a pleasure vacation i don't think the international travel is is nearly what it was and and people i think are traveling domestically and they're playing golf. I mean, they're going to Hawaii and they're going to Bandon Dunes and and they're playing, you know, on the great courses in Long Island and Chicago and, you know, and in the nice uh, or in the cold weather, they come down to our state in Florida. So I, I think that's continuing. But what I'm noticing probably more than anything is, you know, the occasional golfer, you know, that, that necessarily may have played uh, occasionally it is increasing. I think that's something that, that we're doing. And and we created a really an industry-wide uh, DEI collaboration um, really earlier in the year. Uh, well, earlier in I guess I would say probably late 2020, and it was really led mainly by you know Seth Waugh, Jay Monahan, and, and Mike Wan really, uh, and they brought together a hundred people you know focusing on really DEI, but but also kind of a make golf your thing, which is a marketing campaign to, that we created to invite and engage, you know, more people in the game and, and the uh, World Golf Foundation under the We Are Golf banner has kind of taken that lead and, and helped driving some of these programs forward. It's awesome. I, I, I'd love to see what you guys are doing. You've got a heck of a lot on your plate as the CEO of the World Golf Foundation, First Tee, everything that that is happening. Uh, just as an aside, how are things going with the World Golf Hall of Fame, and and are you guys starting well, to see yeah, traffic again? Say that you know this uh, make golf your thing, and our DEI initiative has been pretty active this year. But we've had tremendous support from really every major um, you know golf organization. You know, so we have you know these focus groups of probably seven different. Um, uh, leads that are really driving the majority of it. We just provide, you know, the support that we can as part of it. And then we're really preparing for our March 9th, 2022 uh, induction ceremony, which will include um, Tiger Woods, uh, former commissioner Tim Fincham, um, 
uh, Susie Maxwell burning, uh, played the LPGA tour, uh, four time major winner and Marion Hollins. And then, you know, later this fall, we'll be announcing a, a, a new award, a, a Charlie Sifford award, uh, recognizing, you know, diversity uh, in the game and an individual really that has uh, promoted um, uh, golf, you know, to the underserved communities. It's a new award. Charlie Sifford's the only African-American currently in uh, the Hall of Fame until Tiger's inducted, you know, in 2022. And then we have our, our uh, Lifetime Achievement uh, Awards as well, which we'll be announcing kind of later this fall. So that event's coming up in, in March. So I can tell you plans are, are underway. It will be held, you know, during the week of the Players' Championship uh, in Ponte Vedra Beach. Oh, that's awesome. I cannot wait for all of it. Greg, thank you very much for the collective efforts that you and everyone uh, is involved in in all of your varied organizations, but particularly today with what you're doing with the first tee. It's, it's, it's really impressive. And the new Game Changers Academy, as I was saying when we introduced you today, we love when you come on and give us updates on what's going on far and wide in the world of golf, particularly these initiatives to deepen the value, the virtues, and the reach of the game of golf. And humbly, we would ask if you would continue to do so when you get a chance. Oh, no, I, I I'm very much enjoy uh, meet, seeing you and talking with you. And thanks for everything really you do to promote the game, which is great. I was, I was uh, watching the uh, uh, promotional ad you did on uh, in French Lick on that uh, great golf course that Pete Dye designed. I did a PGA Tour Champions event there where we had the, I think it was the PGA Seniors event that I was there. So quite a fantastic property. Really is, you know, very cool. So yeah, enjoyed seeing it. Good seeing you again. Thanks for everything. Thank you, my friend. It was great to see you. Greg McLaughlin joining us, CEO of the World Golf Foundation. Also, First Tee, I believe that event that he was referring to at French Lick was won by none other than Colin Montgomery, who's just getting his round underway at the Senior Open as we speak. Uh, West Short Jr. is back as part of the lead at the Senior Open. Ricardo Gonzalez, Bernhard Langer, and West Short Jr. all on the mark of four under par. We have a ton to continue to go through with you today and some huge names still waiting in the wings for you guys to hear from. But I also want to remind everybody, because one of the things that Greg was talking about was international travel, and Ireland is open for business again. You can visit any of the amazing places on the island uh, that surely will be a defining moment for your experience in the game of golf. We are going up to the north and west in May. In fact, I'm bringing a group back. My, my family roots are from Northern Ireland, and we are going to be playing Royal Port Rush. And if you're with us on the television side right now, Ireland.com, you can see this beautiful drone footage of Royal Port Rush. Uh, the, the, most of the, the shots you're looking at right there were made either at sunrise or at sunset, and it casts such beautiful scenes. Uh, there's the Dunluce Castle you could see off in the distance, and that's what the golf course is named after. It is such an amazing place. It, Yeah, Dom's in the background saying, wow, look at that. That is the, the Irish coast, and all these scenes that you're looking at, that's Giants Causeway, are right in this same area. So I can't wait to, to bring people up there to check it out. I want to go to the Titanic Museum because the Titanic was built in Northern Ireland. As I always like to say, the Irish always say, don't blame us. She was fine when she left here, and that she was. Ireland.com for more information on everything that Ireland has to offer. Speaking about everything to offer, TourEdge.com is the website where you can see what TourEdge has in their amazingly huge 
product line. Everything, by the way, of which is covered by a lifetime warranty. Not kidding, a lifetime warranty. Where do you get that? Well, you get it at Tour Edge, and what you also can get is pretty much anything that you're looking for in your game. Maybe you're looking for that magical new putter. Uh, well, then you probably need one with what's called MOI, a high MOI, which is moment of inertia. They're talking about stability at the moment of impact. And the way the wingman putter is made is that it has very high stability because it looks like something Batman would have on his belt. It's got a high flange on each side, so it provides tremendous stability. You have stability, you can keep the ball on your intended line longer. Check it out at touredge.com, pound for pound, the best value in the game. We have more coming up on the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. We'll give you an update on what's going on the leaderboards. In fact, Dom, uh, why don't you give the world an update on what's going on right now at the Avion Championship? Uh, Sure, I can do that for you. No problem. One second, I'm getting my leaderboard up here. You let me know. Six under 65. Let me tell you something. I hope we get a chance later today to go over the Solheim Cup stuff because there are four events left to collect points for the U.S. Solheim Cup team. And I know I was super excited yesterday to go over the Ryder Cup stuff. Let me tell you something. I'm even more excited to talk Solheim Cup because it is seriously out of control how many people still have a chance. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, also tied with, you let me know, is uh, I'm going to mess it up, and Andrew can help me. Anana Rukarn? How's that, Andrew? Is that decent? Yeah. He said it was good. He, he said it was horrible. Yoju no, Kim is four under par. Arya Jatanagarn also four under par. They're both two shots back. That's tied for third right now. Polarito tied for fifth with Lindsey Weaver, three under par. Also at three under par, Matilda Castron. I don't know if you saw that, Matt. That was pretty cool. She won on the Ladies European Tour last week, and that automatically qualified her now that she's a member on the Ladies European Tour for the Solheim Cup team. She's been playing so well, she might have thrust herself onto that team, which is really cool. Lydia Ko, Maria Fossi, all also on 300 par there, tied for this. This is a major championship. Uh, Celine Boutier, Leona McGuire. Leona McGuire, actually, and Celine, I believe, I both are going to be Olympians. We're going to be talking to an, uh, a go- another golf Olympian later today. Uh, they're tied for 12 right now, 200 par. Austin Ernst, Brooke Henderson, also 200 par. Uh, Cheyenne Knight, Lauren Stevenson, Bronte Law, all, all 200 par, huge group at 200 par, and that's tied for 12th right now. So lots of people still on the golf course there at the Evian, Matt. All right, there you go. For Dominic, as he's on the air, unabashedly lobbying for uh, talking about something he wants. To, he, he gives me a rundown, and he says, this is what you know, I want to go over today. And we get to what we can get to, you know, time and place allows. So I brought him in there. He's like, I really want to talk about the Solheim Cup points. And I'm like, mm, okay. So we'll talk about the Solheim Cup points coming up. Let me give you an update on what's going on on the leaderboard on the European Tour. They were in Wales this week. The name of the event is the Kazoo Open. I kid you not. It's at the Celtic Manor, the aforementioned. Uh, Vincent Norman is leading the way. He's six under par through 17 holes. Uh, Hannah Chase, Brendan McPherson, and Robert Rock are all four under in two shots back. At the moment, the senior open, West Short Jr., as I told you, had grabbed the share lead. He had been in the lead. He lost it, part of the lead. Now he's out of the, the, the tie for the lead again. He's bogeyed the 15th hole. So Ricardo Gonzalez and Bernhard Langer are both on four under par. Both of them are posted in done. The group at three under par includes Jerry Kelly and West Short Jr. Amongst them at two under par, uh, Matt Gogol, Tom Lehman. Lehman's done now with his round uh, at two under 
Peter Fowler is two under par, a veteran campaigner. You're going to hear from one who is still a veteran campaigner, maybe not to that degree, but he goes by the name of Ricky Fowler on the Fairways of Life show as we continue. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Thank you once again to Michelle Wee and thank you to the LPGA for getting me this really cool hoodie. Uh, The LPGA has a goal of making the game of golf represent the diversity of the world and they're doing it through multiple initiatives. You can help with their cause by getting this great looking hoodie. All you have to do is go on to lpgaproshop.com and help their efforts with the foundations that include the LPGA Renee Powell Fund and the Clearview Legacy 
fun. Uh, be a part of the cause. Again, it's lpgaproshop.com, and we thank them very much for involving us in the same. Okay, we've heard from a number of different people heading into the golf that is underway all over the world, including Miguel Angel Jimenez. No, he had this to say. Well, I'm uh, looking good. I'm on, uh, you see, it's me over here. No, I've I'm, I'm been fine. You know, I've been uh, playing a lot of golf the last uh, few months and having a week off last week and uh, charging the batteries for, this, uh, for the Open, no? to play in this uh, magnificent, beautiful golf course and standing there. Been hitting good, no, but I need to put my a little bit my close the target with my irons. They shall be white at the moment, but uh, everything will come in. Part of that feel very good, yeah. Well, listen, been playing uh, good all the time, and uh, never left the, the European Tour till even when I played the uh, for the first two three years at the, uh, the the British Senior Open. The Open, uh, I still play on the on the regular tour, you know, and that probably give you that, that performance there, no? But, you know, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it would be nice if I can win here, you know, that uh, open the, 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 the door to play next year in, uh, in the San Andreas 150th anniversary, you know, that would be amazing, no? But uh, that will be one of the goals inside the trying to win this in this tournament. There's nobody else like him in the game. Have you seen, Dom, have you seen the thing that, that Miguel Angel Jimenez does with his sunglasses when he doesn't want to wear them? He, he, what do you mean? Have he does you not seen cool this? Thing? Oh, he takes them off. He t- takes his hat off. He takes his sunglasses off, puts them on top of his head. Then he puts his hat back on. Have you ever so seen anyone do that? Are, they're underneath his hat? They're under the hat. No? What, you, like when he decides not to wear them ever, or are you just talking about whenever he randomly decides to do it? Yeah, it like could in be, between, I don't know. like walking to every hole, or when he decides to like put when, them when down he decides, for a nap when he decides to not have them, it could be shadowing, it could be something he's trying to see. He takes off those glasses; they look like aviators, but I don't think they actually are aviators. I I think they have a, a really strong plastic frame on them. I mean that that piece I got to tell you uh, is beautiful. I just can't get over how that started. Like, the, the kind of person, like, I am not the kind of person that would ever be like, hey, hey, Matt, look at me. Look at that. Look at that. Look at him. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Hey, look at this. Look at me. All right. I, I just can't. I can't bring myself to say stuff like that. And he's so proud. <laughs> he, I just love him. I think he's so classic. All right. Ernie Els also addressed the media. He talked about how excited he is to be playing this week. He talked about how hard it is to win out on that circuit and it is hard and he how much he's you know looking forward to to competing and also about what it's like to be playing so close to where he's living now i've been looking forward to this event for two years now you know we were going to play it last year and obviously couldn't couldn't play anything um so it's great to be here you know i've lived in the area for many years now since 1998 Uh, i've played the course quite a few times with the members here at sunningdale so I'm very familiar here and uh, really looking forward to it. It's in great shape. They've done an excellent job. I see they've um, redone their bunkers and um, the fairways, the greens. I mean, the whole golf course is so well prepared. So um, well done to the green staff, well done to the membership. Um, it's really going to be a great championship. It really does. You know, um, as I say, this is not my home club, uh, but I've played a lot of golf here. But just to be in the area, um, you know, to stay at home, 
Uh, I've got my kids here. They're a lot older now, but they're here. Um, so it really feels like uh, like a home game for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now it gets harder almost every week. You know, there's a lot of new guys coming in. Um, this golf course doesn't really favor any player. Any player can win this week. It's a type of course where you just, as I say, you got to play, you know, with your strategy and, and be patient. And the guy with the hot putter will do well this week. So anybody can win this week. So that makes it very, very interesting. All right, Ernie Els talking about the competition. Uh, he is just getting underway his round. I will continue to give you updates on what's going on in these leaderboards from all over the world. Colin Montgomery also spoke. Now, you guys know that the winner of the Senior Open gets invited to play in the Open, and the Open will be celebrating its 150th edition next year, and it will be back at the old course at St. Andrews. And if that doesn't send a chill through you, it is so Cool. So he spoke about all of those things, including for him too, playing uh, near where he lives. So here's Colin. Oh, fantastic. You know, as as I think all 144 competitors are. You know, uh, a lot of them are comparing this course and this venue and this space to Pine Valley, which is the ranked number one golf course in the world, uh, and that's the highest compliment you can pay to Sunningdale Old Course. You know, to to compare it to number one course in the world and. You know, there's places to be in the world of golf. And you walk around there six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you stand at the tenth and look down that look down that valley there. It's superb. Lovely place to be here. Lovely place to be. You always want to borrow a Labrador and just and just sort of just have him stroll around and a bag on your back and just enjoy life. It's a super venue and all the American visitors that come over here haven't played here before are understanding what we've been talking about for years about this venue and how good it is. And not just as a space, but as a golf course too. It's a very much a thinking man's golf course. You've got to position the ball in the right place. Uh, we're standing here at the back of 18 and you see the slope down. If, if the pin's on the left here, there's no way you can go in this bunker. So there are, there are places, you know, you, you've got to use a lot of strategy, a lot of course management skills to get around here in the lowest score possible. Well, I live here now. I live in Sunningdale. The address says Sunningdale, uh, SL5 postcode. So. It's a home tie, isn't it? You know, a little bit more pressure, obviously. Think people thinking I know the place, but when you see the likes of Jim Furyk there on the putting green and Ernie Els and Jimenez and Langer, you know, it's. Uh, I know a number of Americans haven't managed to come over this year, but it's, very, it's still a very, very strong field, and uh, we all know uh, what's at the end. You know, the winner here gets invited to the Open next year, the 150th Open at St Andrews, which is uh, something that we're all. All 144 of us are trying to achieve. Yeah. It's at the forefront of my mind, actually. <laughs> because it's St. Andrews, you know, because I've done okay there in the past. And uh, you would love to play, if you put it this way, if you'd love to play once more in the Open, that'd be it. And this would be my only opportunity, really, because it would come in five years' time. I'd be 63 then, and you're past, you're past the age. So this is the only opportunity that I have to play one more at St. Andrews is next year. So if I don't make it here... I'll definitely try and qualify, yeah. yeah. All right, so you're past the age, of course, unless you're Bernhard Langer, who's tied for the lead currently at four under par alongside of Stephen Dodd, 
both of them sitting on that mark. Okay, so Ricky Fowler spoke in advance of the 3M open, and I'll give you an update on what's going on in that leaderboard. We have a new leader since the last time I gave you an update. He spoke about a number of different things, how close he is to where he wants to be with his swing at large right now and the, and the pressure of you know ending the season and being near the line for the playoffs, but not quite secured as yet. Uh, what he is working on on his game right now, but starting with his impressions of the golf course so far. Uh, well, I got to get out and see the golf course yesterday. Um, played all 18. Um, you know, fairly straightforward. Um, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but any golf course, hit the fairway, hit the green, uh, you're going to be okay. But uh, big thing here, uh, keep it out of the water. There's a handful of uh, little lakes, ponds that come into play. Um, but, yeah, drive the ball well. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to – to make birdies uh, with the weather that we have uh, meant to be pretty hot, especially Friday through Sunday. Uh, so with that, I think it'll be tough um, to get the golf course or the greens very firm uh, just because it's hard to stress out the greens that much and warm temperatures. So um, I feel like scores are, are, are going to be low. Um, so warm weather, but good weather. Uh, so got to make some birdies this week. Yeah. I mean, luckily I haven't had to necessarily be in this position before, but um, it's really just about sticking to the game plan, and um, you know you can't change necessarily what's happened in the past. Uh, all I can go focus on is go play golf and you know play well um, here this week, and then planning to have a couple weeks off and, and play uh, Greensboro, uh, the Wyndham. So you know we know what we need to do: just go play well, make birdies, and um, that's all we can control. Probably a lot closer than I think or feel. I mean, um, I, it feels like it's obviously always heading the right way and where we've been going. Um, but I know I'm close. It's just not coming all coming together just yet. Um, and if you talk to other players um, or anyone that's kind of been through, everyone's been through some sort of, you know, ups and downs. It's, it's how golf goes. It's how life goes. Um, sometimes it's, it's one putt, one swing. Um, it's been nice over the last few months to, to finally at least, you know, see some more consistency or at least head in the right direction. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about where we are, um, but we still have a little ways to, to go to, to be where we want to be. All right, so Ricky Fowler, uh, the update on that leaderboard that I was promising you guys is Cameron Tringali is now leading three under after three. He teed off at 10. Uh, he has a one-shot lead over two, Straka and Cabrera Bayo, both at two under par. It, uh, Bayo's four, Cabrera Bayo's four holes in, Straka's three holes into his round as yet. Super excited, as you guys know, that golf is coming up in the Olympics, and Dom reached out to the majority of those who are will be competing and representing their their countries. And we have had so much fun talking to many who will be taking up the same, literally carrying their flag for their country. You'd be hard pressed to find a person who represents his country then with more passion than our next guest. He will proudly be representing Puerto Rico in the upcoming Olympic Games. Rafa Campos uh, was uh, the first Puerto Rican, in fact, to win on the Corn Ferry Tour, a feat he accomplished in 2019 at the Bahamas Great Abaco Classic. Rafa truly is a representation of today's global golfer. Two eight starts on the Formate Tour in Canada, 56 on the PGA Tour in Latin America, 87 starts on the Corn Ferry Tour, 48 starts on the PGA Tour, including later on this afternoon at 
Uh, it's going to be 312 at the 3M. This week at the 3M will be his 200 start playing golf at the highest level. Add it all up, you get 27 top 10s, four runner-up finishes, and a victory. And in just days from now, of course, he will be competing in the Olympic Games. Not bad for this 33-year-old who's joining us right now. Rafa, what's up? Congratulations. Matt, thank you so much. How's everything going, guys? Great. You know, in our studio here, when, when we're doing the world television broadcast, we have, we have preview monitors. And, dude, I saw you on the preview monitor put on the, je- the swag jacket. That is sweet. I, I know. I just want to make sure they know that we're representing <laughs> Puerto Rico for the Olympics. You know? <laughs> How much stuff I got this you... jacket not long ago. It's I was just going to ask you, when did you get it? How much stuff did you get? Uh, we got a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, my wife flew in here to Minneapolis to bring me basically all the luggage that we have. And uh, so it's pretty cool. We got, I don't know, like eight shirts, uh, some jackets, shoes. I mean, they, they, set up, set, they set it up pretty good. So so pretty excited. I still haven't really finished seeing everything that we have over there, but um, but really cool. Yeah, golf bags and everything, I'm sure, are represented in that Oh, lot. yes. The golf bag is beautiful, really, also. Rafa, I got to ask you. Actually, what, we have it there. <laughs> what does this mean that you are representing Puerto Rico in the Olympics to you? Uh, it, it truly means the world to me. I mean, this is a lifelong dream I've, I've always had since I started playing golf at nine. Um, when I was able to play the junior uh, competitions back home in Puerto Rico, I simply just wanted to represent Puerto Rico in the highest levels possible. So I, I had the chance and I got the chance to play uh, junior worlds. I played amateur uh world amateur championships and nothing better right now to tell the truth than to be able to represent puerto rico on the highest stage of all in the olympics um so yeah it really is a dream come true it's like i said lifelong dream and uh i am ecstatic really to get there and and start playing we're ecstatic for you too man it's, it's <coughs> it is so cool uh, what was it like back home what was it like for family, what was it like for the people in your world when you found out you'd be representing Puerto Rico in the Olympic Games? They all called me crying, basically. I mean, which was really cool. I think it was the deadline was Monday. Um, I think it was three weeks ago, and I was in a tournament, and I was practicing on the range. All of a sudden, I, I keep, you know, feeling my phone vibrate and vibrate and vibrate. I'm like, guys, you know, I'm practicing. You know, like what's going on? Um, so I picked up the first call. It was my wife and telling me, you know, she was crying, how happy she was. Two seconds later, my, my mom, my, my dad were calling me. So, I mean, the atmosphere is great. You know, they, they know that we worked extremely hard to get there. And, and it was a long and, and hard fought process, really, to be able to qualify for the Olympics. And so, yeah, the feeling is unbelievable really back home there they can't wait for me to get to tokyo and start practicing and, and hopefully lift the puerto rican flag as high as we can but um yeah everybody's extremely excited same as same as me you know the whole process of trying to qualify was really hard and golf was not that great the last few months just knowing that um i was trying to stay inside the, the bubble basically mm-hmm. to to be able to qualify and i think i lost focus of you know, just go play golf and it's going to take care of itself. But we were extremely fortunate to, to get one of those last, last few spots um, into the Olympics. So in, in a almost kind of an opposite sort of way, have you found that 
now that you know that you are amongst the, the very few, there's only 60 of you on the men's side, uh, has it taken pressure off you then? Oh, 100%. I mean, 100%. Interesting. Especially that after that Monday that uh, that I, I found out that I was going to be an Olympian, I have no idea how, how much uh, pressure it actually took off my I, I could breathe better. I could, It felt like I was... I was a lightweight, basically walking, and um, so yes, to answer the question, one hundred percent it has, and I really have seen that in the last two weeks, um, the game has slowly started to come back to to what I know I can play and how what I felt, how good I felt before I, I, I was inside that bubble, basically, and so I really think the last two weeks, man, it's very different. The mentality has been very different. The body's reacting differently, which is great, and uh, uh, but yeah. A lot of pressure was taken off, and I'm just glad to to come like be playing right now at the 3M and and giving myself opportunities to hopefully keep my card at the end of the season and and really getting ready for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, and it showed immediately at the Barbersaw where you finished uh, in the top 20 at that event as well. You know, you and I have had the chance to speak about it over the years, and I mean this respectfully because you've always represented Puerto Rico and, and the efforts that you have made for Puerto Rico using your platform, using the game of golf has always been noble. So if, if this Olympic position had a category, which it doesn't, that was based on merit, you would get it anyway. Uh, but it's tremendous <laughs> that you got it for your, for what you've done competitively with club in hand. So how important has it always been to you, Rafa, uh, Rafa about making sure that what you do in your efforts go back to Puerto Rico and help where you're from? Oof, that's extremely important. I mean, Puerto Rico gave me the opportunities I've had nowadays. You know, uh, since I was younger, the Puerto Rican Golf Association gave me those these opportunities to play the, the Junior Worlds, kind of reach out uh, worldwide. And uh, it is extremely important for me, actually, to, to give back. And, I mean, one of the reasons is, is make sure that the younger generations in Puerto Rico, you know, kind of understand and aspire and, and, and actually believe in themselves that, hey, we already have one Puerto Rican that actually did it, did it, you know, so he made yes. it to the PGA tour. He went through all the stages, he made the Olympics. Um, so this is all a process. And, and to tell the truth that once I stopped playing golf, I would just love to, to leave a great legacy back home and, and just a, a pure inspiration to those younger generations. I really, I really think it's priority in my book. Um, and, but yeah, it's extremely important to make sure that that Puerto Rican flag is, is flying in every tournament and make sure that I, I set up a good example for the younger generations to, uh, for them to actually believe in themselves and realize that even though we come from a small island, you know, we have a lot of potential, a lot of, uh, we, us Puerto Ricans, we, if we want something, we go for it, you know, and, and we might fall very hard, but, uh, we, we never stop till we actually get there. So, uh, that's something that, that I want to make sure that the younger generations, um, know, and believe in themselves to actually make it to the levels they want to achieve. I love your passion, Rafa. Absolutely love your passion. And, <laughs> and you know, from an Thank outsider you. looking in at what you're doing, you've already, you're already making your mark. Your life's example is already a mark of that which you hope to imprint uh, because what you have accomplished so far. And, and I want to just circle back around to that number <laughs> again because I, I, I really want to make sure people understand what we're talking about here. There are only 60 men's Olympians. This is only the second time that golf is back in the Olympics since the last time in what, 1904? So there's only 120 men 
since that well over a century ago. When you think about the significance of all of that, not only representing Puerto Rico, which is obviously primary and emotional and connected to you and your family and and your home and your legacy and all that goes with it, even for the game of golf, you're an incredibly rarefied air. (laughs) True. I mean, I think somebody was telling me, um, when was it? I think a couple of days ago, they're like, hey, you know, you're going to be an Olympian, right? I'm like, yeah, I actually understand that. He's like, you know, only like 0.001% or something like that of people actually get to call themselves Olympians. And that really gave me goosebumps. You know, just like you said, there's only 60 people. There's only been 120 in the last century, you know, in the Olympics. So so at least to be able to be part of that elite or, uh, group or or that unique group um, means the world to me. And it's a, it's a huge stepping stone uh, forward for me uh, mentally and and it's awesome. And to tell you the truth, 60 players, I love the odds. It's the best odds I've Good. had all year yeah. to, to hope, yeah, <laughs> to win medals or, or finish high, you know. So so it's going to be fun. It really will be. And, and yes, I play with uh, most of the guys that are there, so, so it feel, I feel very comfortable. But to be able to actually see the top guys in the world um, from every country in every sport, you know, um, that's that's unbelievable. I, I really am extremely pumped to to get there and hopefully run into someone Biles or something like that. You know, walking in the village and and yeah, just get to see just get to see all the athletes. It's you know, it, it's it's ironic, really, um, the fact that you have the best athlete, best athletes in the world all gathered together in in, in a village, and um, it's going to be really really cool to to experience that and and be able to feel that you're amongst them. So, so yeah, extremely excited. When do you head out? I head out Monday after, after this tournament, after the 3M, I head out Monday. I know it's a short turnaround, um, get there Tuesday afternoon through the whole process and, uh, back at the golf course on Wednesday, uh, morning, uh, to get a good feel of the course. Um, I heard the course was really nice, really, really nice, huge trees, canopy style trees. Um, so yeah, leave on Monday. I get there Tuesday afternoon. Practice Wednesday. Start playing Thursday, and and hopefully have a medal by Sunday. You know, <laughs> before heading back to the Barracuda Championship. Um, it's amazing. Truckee, we're, we're we're super excited for you. Uh, though we also, as you remember, when you've been on with us before, in a way of saying thank you for your time, we love to ask professionals about who their sponsors are, so that we can spread some love with the people that help you do your thing. Thank you so much for that. You know, uh, my sponsors definitely, I, I really have to thank um, Lexus uh, in particular is the longest sponsor I've had. Um, Banco Popular, Triple S, uh, Hyatt Regency Grand Reserve, and Central Drug Puerto Rico. Uh, these are the five, five sponsors I've had uh, for the last few years. And without them, honestly, I would not be here. Um, definitely shout out and thank you to my family. Uh, Without them, definitely, I would not have been here through all the sacrifices and the amount of money they had to put in for me to to actually make it. But um, yeah, definitely those those sponsors and, and the support from all the fans, you know, that's that's extremely important for me and and just to keep going and motivate me even even on the lows. So I want to thank everybody and love you guys and uh, hopefully we can keep doing this for fifty more years. It's awesome. It, it's not only when you say the phrase about being here, but it's also about where you are going uh, and where you are going in the immediate future is 3M. 
this week. Be teeing off this afternoon, folks. Uh, coverage uh, we have for you on Golf Channel kicking off at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, so just about 30, 40 minutes before uh, Rafa will be teeing off. But then he will be making his way to the Olympics, and we'll be able to watch him in the throes of that competition as well. We are incredibly happy and proud for you, and we cannot wait to see what lies in the future. Thank you very much for your time. And again, congratulations. Matt, thank you so much for your time. Honestly, I'm here always to help, and, and whatever you guys need from me, please let me know. But thank you thank so you much too. for your time. Truly enjoyed wishing it. You, wishing you the best. That was Rafa Campos uh, joining us. You can catch him this afternoon. Okay, let's get you up to speed of what is going on uh, with these leaderboards, and I also want to get you up to speed on what's going on and how, when, and where you can get your golf coming up. You heard me mention the coverage of the 3M Open this afternoon on Golf Channel. We'll have it for you today and tomorrow at the same time, both days, 2.30 p.m. start. If you're with us on the television side, you can see it on the graphic right now. On the weekend, it's split between us and CBS, 1 p.m. on Golf Channel, 3 p.m. on CBS, same on Sunday, 1 p.m. on Golf Channel, 3 p.m. on CBS. PGA Tour Live is live right now it came on the air at 7 45 a.m all these times are eastern i'm giving you tomorrow it will be 7 45 a.m again for the featured group coverage uh, saturday and sunday same start time 7 45 a.m eastern time each one of those mornings pga tour radio will be starting today at 1 p.m and that will be their tea time on thursday friday saturday and sunday 1 p.m eastern time you can hear pga tour radio for free around the world on the pga tour app on PGATour.com, and on the paid satellite service SiriusXM throughout North America. The Avion Championship came on the air this morning at 5 a.m., went off at 7 a.m., will be back on the air again on Golf Channel at 9.30 a.m., okay? So that's the schedule. Same time tomorrow. Comes on the air at 5, runs till 7, comes back on at 9.30. On the weekend, it's split between Golf Channel and another member of our NBC family, CNBC. It will be Golf Channel at 5.30, CNBC at 8.30. Same on uh, the the final round, 5.30 a.m. start, and then an 8.30 a.m. finish on CNBC at that. Now, if you're you're kind of putting together the pieces of the puzzle of when it's on, the senior open... Will kick. It did kick off today at 7 a.m. It will go till 9:30 a.m. on Golf Channel, and then again at 11:30 a.m. Same time on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The start time will be at 8:30 a.m. All right. Let me give you an update, Dom. You get ready for the Avion Fours, and I'll do the the Senior Open and the PGA Tour to get everybody up to speed before we send you on your way today. Uh, Ricardo Gonzalez, Bernhard Langer. And Stephen Dodd, all on four under. They are at the top of the leaderboard. All these scores are posted. West Short Jr., who's been in and out of a tie for the lead, is three under. He has one hole left in his round. Jerry Kelly is one shot back. He's done for the day. On the PGA Tour, Rafael Cabrera-Bello and Cameron Tringali are now tied atop the leaderboard. Cabrera-Bello is three under through five. Tringali is three under after four. Uh, Tom Lewis and uh, let's see, just Tom Lewis alone as my leaderboard changes is two under through five and he is one shot off the pace currently. Let's take you back to France and talk about what's going on at the Avion. Dom, what do we have at the top of that leaderboard? Uh, we have two leaderboards, or we have two tied at the top of the leaderboard at 600 par, 65s for them. You let me know the American and Padre on Anandrakarn. I think I said that right. Uh, that she good. is also 600 par. And uh, tied for third, we got Hyo Ju Kim and Arya Jutanagarn at 400 par. And two new members 
of the leaderboard have joined that group at 400 par in Lauren Stevenson and Bronte Law. Emily Christine Peterson just also made birdie, and she is now also 400 par. Uh, the play is going on right now. As Matt was just going over, you can watch that on Golf Channel coming up in just about 15 minutes from right now. And that's tied for third. Tied for eighth, you got a group of players at 300 par, including our friend Lindsay Weaver. Lydia Coe is in that group. Maria Fossey is in that group. Matilda Castron is in that group. And then there's, I can't even count how many people are at 200 par right now, tied for 15th. And that group includes Brooke Henderson, Austin Ernst, Leona McGuire, Celine Boutier. There's a whole host of players at 200 par uh, as that major championship is getting underway. All right, so there's a lot of golf that we have to enjoy in the coming days. Dom, we will go through the, the Solheim Cup points that you're putting together because liar. that picture is going. He's saying liar, liar. Is his microphone still open in the background? That By the way, I, got, I, have, I, I had some stuff come in on YouTube while you were talking to Rafa. Someone <laughs> says uh, he's a favorite. No? He has <laughs> lost some weight. No? You're talking about Miguel and Javi Menes, no? I love that. Uh, but By the way, how, how can you not root for the passion after listening to Rafa, like you get goosebumps, just I mean the excitement surrounding the Olympics for these players. Tomorrow we have another Olympian joining us. They're opening the show with us. Just throwing that out there. You know, Dom, what's so cool about it? And it, it's yes, it's the Olympians because uh, what was what was the the young woman we had on uh, representing for Italy? My mind's gone blank. Lucrezia. Lucrezia. Well, when Lucrezia was on, I got all these messages afterwards going, she's awesome. You know, basically people become a big fan. And like after Rafa's on today, I can't imagine that he's not going to have. How can you not root for that guy? How how could he not not be? How can you not root for that guy? It's just so cool. And it's so much fun. And it's, it's why we're doing what we're doing. Now, as I was saying, because Dom's accusing me of being a liar with the. (laughs) We you are get a liar. To it. We, we are out of time. We're all going to watch the Evian in seven minutes. We didn't talk about nothing. So you're going to be, oh, t- hey, Dominic, tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. I didn't you're say we're my wife. Tomorrow. Can I, I, play, can I play golf this weekend? You'll play golf again. I'll let you know when you can play. <laughs> <laughs> no, you what I'm never, saying is. Never. In, in all fairness, what I'm saying is that this week is a big determinant of the numbers you're crunching because it's a major championship. It's massive. You let me know, and, and, and Lauren Stevenson, who are rising up that leaderboard right now, they're making a serious move. Winning a major championship with their point structure, and there's two majors left where they can get points for that. It's, it's a big deal. It's a very yeah. big deal. But I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And officially, what you just discussed would constitute having talked about it. You're welcome. So we will get to it. At some point, most likely, stand by. Until that time, folks, enjoy all the golf that lies ahead. There is a ton of it. Two major championships going on right now as we speak. Cannot wait to get back with you again tomorrow and open the show with yet another awesome Olympian and bring you up to speed on everything that took place in day one of golf all over the globe. I hope your world is a great one today. Until we are together again, be well and goodbye for now.